When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along. It's the latest Melchester Odyssey. We are... uh, at the stage where Roy Race has been shot. I'll read the bit from the beginning uh, in the first panel of the episode to tell us what's going to happen. But it does say at the very top, it says, Sir Alf's tactics looked as though they were going to pay off. Well, you'd expect that from Sir Alf Ramsey, wouldn't you? He won the fucking World Mm. Cup. It says, Former England manager Sir Alf Ramsey had become caretaker manager of Melchester Rovers because Roy was still unconscious after being shot by an unknown gunman. Uh, There's a lot to take in there, isn't there? Now, uh, uh, you're like, sorry, what? (laughs) I've been away for a month and what happened? Uh, Now, a tremendous effort was being made to revive him uh, as against Keysborough, Rovers paraded Sir Alf's tactics before their own supporters for the very first time. And there we've got a a whole page width um, of the, 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 the half of the pitch that Rovers are in and the ramp the lamp, lining up the lamp the game. Going, look at the way the rovers are lining up I've never seen a formation like that before nor me it's a sort of 4-2-1-1-2 formation <laughs> and it, it fucking is isn't it I mean what's that four at the back then you've got two midfielders sort of protecting the back four then you've got one in front of them then you've got another one in front of them in the middle two up front mm. two forwards uh uh, no width whatsoever, no, mate. The width, I guess, also, is going to come from the full-backs and then the, the two if, if, holding midfielders if are going to protect... On, well, of course, his, his 1966 team was dubbed the Wingless Wonders, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So maybe it's inspired by that. It, it won't win the fucking World Cup. I think it'll be good enough to get us past fucking Keysborough or whatever two. they're calling themselves. Fucking Division 2 fucking no-hopers. Jesus Christ. These fucking animals. And you know how I came up with the formation in the first place in 66? Opium. That's how. Lots and lots mm-hmm. of opium. I've spent a great deal of time in the Indian subcontinent <laughs> prior to my adventures at the World Cup. Finding myself. Finding my best mm-hmm. formation. My father, an eccentric millionaire, had paid for me to go on what's known as a gap year, <laughs> travelling with a backpack around Southeast Asia. Many people do this 
Perhaps when they're still students, but I had left it until I was well into my fifties before deciding to take up my father's offer. I don't think that I'd ever really known myself, if you know what I mean. I had succeeded as a, in football, both as a player and manager. But did I really... Un- was I friends with myself? Was I the sort of person... I would choose to spend time alone with. The subject My was, answer was no. The subject was recently covered as well in a chart-topping hit by Charlene where she sang, I've been to paradise, but I've never been to me. And I know exactly <laughs> what she meant. As soon as I heard that pop number, a light bulb went off in the old Ramsey noggin. <laughs> I called my father at once. I, w- I should like to take finally take you up on that offer of an all-expenses-paid solo trip around Southeast Asia. You'll see, Father, it is time Alf Ramsey met Alf Ramsey. <laughs> That's what led to that formation. For... When I came back, I had the idea of playing a football team without any wingers whatsoever. <laughs> I was duly appointed England manager and led them to World Cup success. Now, I am well acquainted with a man I like to call Sir Alf Ramsey. Was the gap year a success? You fucking decide, you clowns. 15 years on, what has changed? Nothing. That formation succeeded then, it'll succeed again. Game on. I am still a knight. A knight of the realm. They cannot take that away from me. Well, they could, there are certain things they that they, they can take it away for certain acts. but uh, They can attempt that. to dig up historical sex scandals. But where's the proof? Where's the evidence? It's rumour and hearsay. (laughs) By embittered ex-employees, mostly. (laughs) With an axe to grind. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) yeah, he's walking towards the dugout, waving at the fans, and one of them shouts, uh, we've heard of trying to confuse the opposition, Sir Alf, but this is ridiculous. It's blown their fucking minds. And Alf just goes, let's just wait and see, eh? You never know. It just might produce a goal or two, you fucking know-nothing little cunts. You know-nothing, oik. You shouldn't even be fucking speaking to me. Look at the state of you. How, how did you even get in the fucking ground? <laughs> I told them I didn't want the stand behind my dugout populated at all. <laughs> and I wanted perspex sheets putting along the perimeter of the touchline. So that I wouldn't have to interact with the, the fucking plebs. I, I wasn't at risk of being a target for their flex of their revolting phlegm. <laughs> or indeed their words. Anything. Nothing. Don't look at me, cunts. I'm Alf Ramsey. Sir Alf Ramsey to you. <laughs> and even, yes, to my mother. My dear old mother, pushing 100 years old. Still must address me as Sir Alf or your honour. <laughs> If not, I shall cut off the money that pays for a care home. Look at this Melchester tracksuit I've got on. It's nice, isn't it? Do you think I paid for it? Of course I fucking didn't. I've got this plus a hundred others in the boot of my fucking Jaguar. It's part of the deal, cunts. I've got a dozen footballs. League standard. All in the boot of my car. All mine. Size five. <laughs> Leather. Not the fucking plastic flyaway shit you get in the corner shop. No. These are size five leather professional standard footballs. And I'll be taking them home with me as soon as this fucking manager fellow wakes up and I can fuck off out of it. I'll sell a lot of the cunts at Wembley Market. 
<laughs> I won't do it myself. I'll have an underling sell them on my behalf. Uh, probably someone from the subcontinent. <laughs> I brought some home with me, you know, after my gap year. <laughs> I proved very hard workers. Uh, and discreet, too, <laughs> if you catch my drift. I've got six Gurkhas who live with me, provide all my needs. They carried my luggage around Greece for six months. <laughs> on their heads, believe it or not. Would you believe? These people are capable of carrying huge suitcases full of tracksuits on their heads. You wouldn't look at you wouldn't think of it from looking at them. They're so so small, so squat, so wiry, <laughs> sinewy, but by God they're strong. <laughs> it's the low centre of gravity, you see. Much like Alan Ball. <laughs> and the amphetamines that I feed them. <laughs> um Right, so Blackie Grey was hoping that the game would produce an avalanche of goals. Oh, I hope this game produces an avalanche of goals. I really do. Because <laughs> oh, if not, I just don't know how this whole situation is going to work out. There's one thing we need right now, it's an avalanche of goals. <laughs> <laughs> and he's having to think, the crowd is singing, Melchester, Melchester. And he's thinking, the crowd's a bit subdued. We've got to get our fans <laughs> roaring for us louder than they've ever done before. For Roy's sake. Stop thinking about fucking Roy all the time, Blackie. <laughs> fucking obsessed. All the time. I wonder what Roy's doing now. <laughs> I wonder if in a, in a coma you can still dream. And if he can dream, he's dreaming the same dreams that I dream. <laughs> I often ring him up in the evenings and I miss it. I have to ring him in the evenings and I say, Roy, look out your window, look at that moon. I'm looking at that moon as well. We're under the same moon, me and you, Roy. How do you feel? When you're in a coma, you can't look at the moon, of course. You're not even under it. Because one, you've got your eyes shut all the time. And two, you're in an Aussie. And when you're in an Aussie, you can't see the moon because you're surrounded by brech. So, Blackie's having a good think about Roy uh, and then we go to the hospital and it says Roy's still wrapped in a very very tight head bandage it goes, it's got like a chin strap that goes nurse, his chin nurse tighten the bandage <laughs> nurse, when was the last time these bandages were tightened <laughs> but they're already at tightness level 8 take it up to tightness level 10 damn you woman <laughs> I'm going to squeeze this cunt out of this coma yeah <laughs> But doctor, he said my silence. You heard what I said. Ten. (laughs) Oh, you should, by God, do what I say or you shall never nurse again. (laughs) I shall see to it that you will never nurse anywhere again. (laughs) Either here at home or anywhere in the Commonwealth. Um. Melchester General Hospital, a commentary on the game was being relayed to Roy's bedside. I mean, they tried this before, it didn't work, but they're trying it again. Yeah. Uh, and the doctor says, here we go, everybody, keep your fingers crossed. Uh, the commentator says, uh, and Rovers have lost no time putting Sir Alf's tactics to the test. Noel Baxter is just storming up that right wing. Uh, then we cut back to Melchester, Mel Park. Uh, it's not a good pass, but Kenny Logan is chasing it like a little terrier. Um, 
Uh, and then uh, another one shouts, this is the kind of foraging role that Sir Alf has asked him to play. How do you fucking know what the fucking nature of the role is? Foraging? <laughs> I read it actually earlier in the Guardian sports pages. <laughs> there was an interesting analysis. <laughs> They've made an exception and started to cover second division matches because of the, the public interest in Roy's condition. It was a fascinating read. Sir Alf's foraging? What the fuck do you mean? I've told him just to run up and down. Run up and down the sides a lot. Right about you, fucking ape. <laughs> um, uh, Noel Baxter's put a cross in there. Uh, it says, It's having an effect already. Kenny's won the ball and fed it to Paco Diaz. And Diaz has then played it across to the left-hand side. Now out to Steve Naylor, Rover's defender. Steve should hit it on the run, low and far to the far post. What? Fuck off. <laughs> what you get... We're talking about micromanaging from the crowd. Yeah. Hit it low and fast to the far post. Fuck off. Dude, fuck That's not, this is not an interactive sport. Bring it back inside and put it in with his right foot. Who knows? He'll do what he fucking wants. He'll do what Mind Mike Ramsey's told him to do. Yeah, he's fucking worked his whole life to get to this level of playing professional football. He's trained, he's learnt, he's listened, he's worked. Mm. Right? So let's leave those decisions to him Yeah. in the moment, not you, fucking armchair coach. Right, played a few, got done all right in your fucking Sabutio Sunday League, and reckon yeah. you know the lot. Yeah, but you were right, Annie, because you did say that the width was going to have to come from the fullbacks. Sure enough. Well, I couldn't see anywhere else where it was going to come from. I don't, I don't understand this thing of having one central midfielder then another one in front of him. Fucking just play two together. If I was, I mean, in the past on this podcast, I've said. That three five two is the best formation because yeah. it's Euro ninety six formation, yeah, isn't it? But ultimately, if I was the manager, I can't see beyond having four four two, and the midfield yeah. would be one lunatic, yeah. a psycho. Yeah, the 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 other one would be a luxury Artist. player like Glenn Hoddle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the two wingers would be fucking mad crazy. They'd never trap back. Just run up and down. But they yeah. they would just do non-stop tricks. Yeah. Trick, 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 yeah. trick, trick, trick. Yeah. And then up front, a big lad and a little lad. Big lad, little lad. Can't go wrong. Fucking obvious, isn't it? Yeah. That's how football works. Mm. That is how football works. If you do that, you stick to that formation, you'll win every match. But if, if football's we have to full sit of tinkerers, isn't it? We have to sit through all this shit written by these hipsters in the broadsheet newspapers mm. or on the trendy football websites and they're analysing this, that and the other. But the truth is football works like this. A nutter and a fucking... An artist. An, a nutter and some sort of like titting about luxury player artist in the centre of the pitch. Yeah. Two wingers who are really fast and do loads of tricks on the wings yeah. and never trap back. Yeah. Big lad and a little lad. And as for the back four, hey, leave them well alone. They know what the they're back, doing. Deal with anything that they comes know down what they're with. fucking doing. Yeah, exactly. I'm not giving them instructions. I'm not going to insult them. They know what they're doing, and so does the keeper. Yeah, exactly. So there we go. And Steve Naylor now is up here in what you'd call nosebleed territory because he shouldn't be fucking putting crosses in, but he is no. because of Ramsey. Uh, uh, Steve should hit it on the run, low and far to the, to the far post. Uh, and then, of course, oh, fucking hell, he does that. And you couldn't in the crowd. Says, he has! <laughs> he had me! No, he really, really had me! I was me. right! I was right all along! 
No. I'm like the manager. <laughs> I might start my own football club in my imagination. If it was the future, I'd start a football podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't have anybody else on it because I don't know anybody else who's as clever as I am. I would just probably address the nation with my own thoughts about the game and how it should be played. I'd call it low and fast to the far post because that's quite amusing too. <laughs> Uh, and then Vernon Elliott slides in and puts it into the empty goal into the space where uh, the fucking defenders are just floundering. Oh, it's there! Shouts another one. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Uh, the roar that greeted Vernon's goal was still echoing around the stadium as Rovers won a corner. <laughs> oh, he's a return of one of our favourite phrases. The Lampard says, Vic Guthrie's going up for the flag kick. Yeah, flag kick. Flag kick, flag kick. Flag kick, flag kick. Um, we can't flag kick. He'll use his height and strength to hustle the goalkeeper. <laughs> Here's what I yeah, think Yeah, that's happen. right. That's right, yeah. Whatever you say, that's what I want to do, yeah. I'm just going to try and get me fucking head on it. Get me nuts on get the end of the ball. Maybe elbow one of these cunts in the face while I'm about it. Little bonus. <laughs> Jalapeño. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalapeño. A Keysborough defender says, Watch him, Keysborough. Quite right. Uh, but Vic was just a decoy. What about that? No one saw this coming. Vic was just a decoy designed to pull defenders away from Paco Diaz. Uh, and Diaz heads it into the net. Uh, the the Lampard says, And it's worked! Perfect corner! Yes, as I said, he used his height and strength to hustle the goalkeeper. And that let let the open goal for Paco Diaz, and now it's 2-0, exactly as I said. Uh, Maybe Sir Alf should have me sitting next to him on the bench. <laughs> I don't fucking I'd think rather so, sit next. I'd rather sit next to the fucking corpse of Joseph Stalin. <laughs> the rotten corpse of Joseph Stalin. Sit next to a fucking nobody like you. Even a dead Stalin has more grace and intelligence than an oik like I'd you. I'd rather a, sit next a, to the... A, a ticket-buying imbecile. I'd rather sit next to the recently incarcerated Yorkshire Ripper than you, <laughs> fucking piece of shit. I would love to get insight to his mind. What kind of a mind inspires a man to commit such terrible acts? 
<laughs> Sometimes evil minds are very important. It's good to know how they work. Mm. It can help you. Sometimes the most evil men are the most intelligent too. The most productive Has that ever men. occurred to you? <laughs> but I worked extensively with Bobby Charlton, a man who was terribly evil at times. But had he been less so, would he have been such an accomplished player? I doubt Very it. Much doubt Take it. the evil away from Bobby Charlton and you lose half the player. It gave him ed- his edge. It made him the man he was. Uh, so there it is, it's two new. Alan Ball. Alan Ball was very cruel. <laughs> a very cruel. I won't go into it now, but he had a, a cruel side to him. He Verbally, in particular, he could say horrible things. I'd often find Alan Ball on the training pitch sitting by the side on a summer's day with a magnifying glass. He'd hold it over insects and watch the sun reflect through it and burn those insects to death. Cackling with laughter. I didn't condone it. But I also didn't condemn him. And put it this way, he was always one of the first names on my team sheet. (laughs) People say, why did I drop Jimmy Greaves to the World Cup final? (laughs) Maybe I discovered that Mr Greaves was rather too kind a human being to perform at that level. I saw Greaves display some levels of empathy that I wasn't content with. He had to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Hurst, on the other hand, had committed some acts in the team hotel <laughs> um, that were, were jaw-droppingly macabre. Our kit man had recently suffered a family bereavement and I saw Jimmy Greaves put his <laughs> arm around him and inquire as to his well-being. That was it. He was out of the team. That's when I realised he was weak. Mr. Hurst, on the other hand, laughed and mocked the kit man. <laughs> doing cruel impressions of his dead relative <laughs> I sat in my armchair in the corner of the room and nodded I knew that he was the I man I stroked my chin I lit my cigarillo and I knew then that I had a winning 11 for the final <laughs> I thought we've got one hand on the trophy here <laughs> the hand it's of evil it's such a shame it's such a shame poor Jimmy turned to drink in later years is it not ha 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 I suppose it was his own doing, really, when you think about it. Um, so, yeah, uh, Rovers are 2-0 up. Uh, more commentary from the crowd. This is fantastic stuff. Look, even the stadium police are going potty. And they've got a policeman there throwing his helmet up in the air in celebration because that's, that's what know. happens, isn't it? I what think an absolute idiot. That might have happened on VE Day. It might have happened on the day England won the World Cup, but I don't think it's happened any other time in history since or even before Can't think of do any you enjoy reasons. seeing the images of um, policemen pretending not to be racist that they're not in Hill Carnival <laughs> yeah yeah that's always good <laughs> national police yeah. pretend not to be racist yeah day. doing like a conga or something like that yeah. yeah but in a way I always think of it as sort of subtly racist anyway because I feel that it's condescending yeah it is isn't it yeah to the sort of, to the to the West Indian culture that the the carnival is supposed to celebrate. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we'll do your daft dances for you. <laughs> it's also offensive. We'll be to back the... to stopping you for no reason and beating you up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you can have a weekend off from all that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take my helmet off and dance around one of them drinks you have in a coconut. And you'll be fucking grateful. <laughs> Posing for selfies, the lot. <laughs> I mean, I'll even smoke a spliff if you want. 
you then get the uh, the all lives matter crowd condemning the police for not oh, doing God. that doing that at every public event. Why yeah. don't the police do the? Congr- why don't they turn up when we had the Footy Lads Alliance? Why don't they turn yeah. up and do like the Zeke Hale signs around Churchill's yeah, statue? Join him with the band. Like, that's what. That's part of our culture, and our culture is dying out. <laughs> We're the ones under threat because the police yeah? won't fucking join in. All we want to do, right, is what we've been doing for generations, right? Go to Churchill statue, surround it, get paralytic drunk on Belgian lager, right, and start doing the Zeke Hall thing like Hitler did, right, and then piss, piss everywhere and all, right? That's our, That's our culture. culture. That's <laughs> our heritage. That's what we're trying to protect from all your refugees on the boat. See. Right, because they want to take that away from us. But the old Bill, oh no, they've all been brainwashed. They won't do it. They tell us to stop. Can you believe it? We, that fucking Sadiq Khan, he's got a lot to answer I for. I mean, we try and charge them. We try and charge the line. And uh, they they don't charge back enough, for my liking. They don't fight <laughs> back. They just stand there and look, let us shout at them. They film it. We film it. But, you know, they should fucking wade in. That's what we want. Yeah. We want to tear up with the old bull. That's our culture. That's our heritage. I don't know why they won't do what'd it. You, what do you think Churchill was fighting for? <laughs> if it weren't for us on a bank holiday to have a big tear up with the old bill. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got a policeman throwing his uh, helmet in the air there. Uh, hooray, hooray. One of them said, so what are we all waiting for? All together now. Let's salute the man who can't be here to share it. <laughs> Some oh, good doing a speech here. Roy Race. Yeah. And the other goes, Roy Race. Roy Race. And the whole guy goes, Roy Race. Roy Race. Well, Roy, Roy sat in the fucking hospital. Thing. Fuck up. me. Oh, God, those cunts They're going to keep it. fucking doing this till I fucking wake up, aren't they? They are going to do this <laughs> every fucking week till I decide to come out of this coma. It's going to be a living fucking hell. Fuck it. Fuck. Maybe I'm better off waking up. Get these fucking bandages off as well. They're giving me a fucking migraine. <laughs> it's been a nice break from fucking everyday life, but I think enough, enough's enough now. It's This nice coma is getting on my fucking kid. tits now. Yeah. I had planned, I'd scheduled to stay in this coma for another couple of weeks at least, but fuck it. I might as well just open up my eyes and see what happens. I thought everything will be sh- switched off and shut down and I wouldn't be able to hear from the outside world. And I'll just be like, you know, like when you get in one of them fucking flotation tanks and you can't hear or see anything. I thought it would be like that. Fucking not, though, is it? Fucking meh, 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 meh. I tell you what, it's been almost as... It's been as stressful as my normal life, but in a different way, Right. I thought when it happened, when I got shot, I thought it was one of the best things that had ever happened to me, right? Well, it turned out one as easy as you might think. Careful what you wish for. There are no upsides to getting shot. I'll tell you that for nothing. You got these bandages. They tighten them every... They tighten them about three times a fucking day, right? (laughs) I'm up to ten now. (laughs) I got the fucking radio blasting in one ear, Penny fucking crying in the other. I can hear the doctors (laughs) cracking on to our pen non-fucking-stop. Right, which actually, I've got to be honest, is quite funny, but it's getting I'm, boring I'm, now. I was getting weirdly turned on by it at first, but uh, I'm not sure why. <laughs> uh, I had some weird de- feelings and thoughts about the whole situation. <laughs> Another reason to wake up, maybe. 
act on them. <laughs> it reduces them to everyday life. So, uh, yeah. Pen, Pen, I had an epiphany when I were in my coma. I want to introduce those doctors into our marital bedroom. <laughs> and I want to watch from inside the wardrobe. With me bandage on. I want to get some of them night vision goggles you get in the army. <laughs> I want the bedroom, They're dead right? expensive, but I can probably make a couple of calls. I want our bedroom. Call in some favours. I want our bedroom redecorated. I want it done like the intensive care room. <laughs> Penny, it's what I want. I'm the one who's been in a coma, not you. <laughs> it's part of my recovery. It's part of my rehabilitation. <laughs> so uh, the chant spread and swelled, engulfing the whole stadium in an incredible wall of sound, it says. Roy, race, Roy, race, Roy, race. Even the players paused in momentary awe. And yeah, you can see them all standing there. Don't know where the ball's gone. I'm in awe here. I'll tell you what, about you. Lads, I am in fucking awe. I was hoping for an avalanche of goals, but now I'm in awe. It's a fucking roller coaster of emotions. I'm well up here, lads. That uh, friend, she's like, for fuck's sake, how the can't you put this team out? Why aren't they cheering my fucking name? <laughs> that cunt's in a fucking coma. What contribution has he <laughs> made to this? He's the fucker who got them relegated. I'm the one who's got them back on their fucking We're feet. fucking 2 up after 10 minutes. Fuck's sake. Thanks to my innovative system. <laughs> <laughs> and the waiting doctors held their breath. <laughs> One of them's turning the volume up even more on the radio. He says, it's as loud as we can get it, sir. And coming out the speakers, it's Roy Race, Roy Race. And then, weirdly, the fucking chief doctor says, stand by, everyone, <laughs> as if he knows something's going to happen. This is Why did he not instigate this originally if he knows this is going to get a result out of them? Do you know what I mean? Stand back, everyone. Yeah. His fucking head's about to burst open. Roy race, Roy race. And Penny Penny looks fucking weird. I don't know what's happening there with Penny or even with David Skew and he's drawn her there. But uh she's saying, Come on I've never seen her look so tired, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. But I mean, then again, enough, I suppose she would be, yeah. She says, Come on, Roy, come on. Can't you hear them? They're shouting for you. Then Ooh. He's opening his eyes. And look how red his face is because of the tightness of those bandages. Get these fucking bandages <laughs> yeah, off me now. a pair of fucking scissors now. <laughs> Before me fucking head bursts open. I feel like fucking Tutankhamun. I can feel me fucking brains coming down into me nostrils for fuck's sake. Get this tube out of me fucking nose. <laughs> Or at least stick some fucking fanny powder in it. Get me down to Bell Park. Help me wake up. I reckon I can do, I reckon I can do the last ten minutes. Once they've got the points in the bag. Pen, I need you to go up to the feathers. Right. Ask at the bar for a lad called... No, ask for... Are you writing this down? Dave's cousin. Right. Say he's Dave's cousin about. Roy sent me. Right. <laughs> then go out. He'll be at the table next to the fruity. Go over there. <laughs> And say two bottles of milk, please. Right? <laughs> He'll know what you mean. He'll hand you an envelope. It won't be milk. <laughs> it, it won't be milk. It's Don't cold. look in the envelope, fuck's sake. Right? <laughs> Get back here, double quick. Tell him to stick it on my tab. It should be fine. Right? <laughs> Tell him I'm awake again. Right? <laughs> and then bring it back and have him stick it in my fucking tube, the contents of the envelope, yeah? <laughs> 
Remember Dave's cousin, the table to the right of the fruity. And then when you come back, these two lads are going to have to turn a blind eye or leave the room or something. And I'll need you to help me out. I'll need you to stick it in the tube and then I'm going to need you to stick around probably give me an hand job all being well. You might have to blow it up my arse, actually, because my nose is fucking <laughs> riddled because of these tubes. Like, like that Stevie Nicks has, you know, with the McDonald's straws. I met her when she came through Melchester. They did a gig, didn't they? At Mel Park in the summer in the off-season. I managed to get backstage and have a bit of a night with her. Fucking hell, she was down the feathers. Don't worry about that. Dancing up on the fucking pool table, that one. I thought I'd met my match that night. Blackie ended up with the tall cunt, the drummer. Fucking hell, God knows what happened there. <laughs> so there he is he's opening his eyes and uh, one of the I presume it's the doctor who says my grief my grief my, <laughs> my grief what flat kick my grief I think we've done it and Roy's awake he doesn't look happy about it but uh, nope. no smiles or anything and then at the bottom it says is this what we've all been waiting for well I mean it kind of is isn't it really yes <laughs> yes it is I'm back this is what you've all been waiting for, cunts. Tell that rough, tell that cunt, Ramsey, I want him out of my car park space by 5pm. <laughs> is this what we will be waiting for? See you next week. And there we are, Roy's awake. Um, we'll see, all right. Mark's out of 10 for that, Sam. Fucking massive 10, of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Roy's out of the coma. Fucking got to be a 10, hasn't well, it? Well, it's a bit sad, really, because it signals the kind of end of Sir Alf's inclusion in it but we might find some other Sir Alf stuff to do somewhere uh, down the line in the future I think Sir Alf does stay in oh yeah he doesn't go he, straight away there's a couple there's a couple of more appearances I won't go quietly I'll tell you that much <laughs> I, signed cunt. The, I signed the contract <laughs> and I, will, I fully intend to hold it to hold you to it <laughs> to the fucking Roy record. Race Roy Race or no Roy Race I want my tracksuits <laughs> And my and size fives. Twelve of them. In netting bag. Right, we'll leave it there. We'll be back with more. Find out about Roy's recovery uh, in the next episode. Thank you for listening. TTFN Dickheads. Yeah. See ya. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.